Greetings and welcome to Stamper Cinema. As always, I am your host. My name is Andrew. Thank you so much for tuning in to another installment of this little podcast. I I really don't know how else to put it, so I'm just going to spit it out. We've got Lance Kinsey today. Yes, Lance Kinsey. The Lance Kinsey. You know him. You love him. This is Lieutenant Proctor from the Police Academy series, but he's so much more. He's an actor. He's a writer. He's a director. He's a producer. You've seen him recently in Spare Room and Come See Me. And in 2014, he wrote, directed, produced, funded the whole spiel for the 2014 comedy All-Stars, which we're going to be talking about here shortly. So yeah, kind of ran through that, but kind of like super jazzed to get him out here and get you to, to, to meet, to meet Lance. So ladies and gentlemen, it is my extreme honor to welcome to the show, Lance Kinsey. Hello. Hello. Hey, hi, Andrew. How are you doing today? I'm good. Let me get you on the full screen. There we go. Okay. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Let me, let me mess with my settings here too. We are all set on my end. How's your Thursday going? You know, same as my Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's COVID Thursday. Yeah, yeah. So, are you you're you're in LA right now? Yeah, I'm in LA. Where are you? I'm in Atlanta. Oh, you are. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mom. Uh, my mom used to live in. Well, she's passed now, but she used to be uh, be in Augusta, and I would I would fly into it. I'd fly into Atlanta and then rent a car and drive to Augusta. Do you, uh, when was this? Well, oh, it was, she's, she's been gone about 12 years, but before, before that many, many years, I have uh, relatives in South Carolina, which is where she was originally from, but then she relocated to Augusta. Awesome. Yeah. It's a, it's a good part of the country. I'm not from here originally. Let me, bear with me one second. Let me mess with my audio. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you from originally? I am. I am from the island of Bermuda. If you're familiar with uh, with Bermuda, really? that's, yeah, that's yeah. where. I, mm-hmm. Great. Weird, weird story. But my mother was a Navy brat, and uh, Bermuda used to have a military base there. And my father, I come from a long line of Dutch islanders, and he he that's where he was born and raised. And wow. yeah, parents met, and there you go. That's 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 my origin story. There you <laughs> so, go. Yeah. All right. Well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a little chat and i've got all my information here but before we begin i just wanted to let you know that i watched uh all stars for the first time uh two days ago and oh my lord uh lance if i if i if i may call you lance that that was genius i i (laughs) i I thoroughly enjoyed it it was so funny And uh, I guess that I guess maybe that's probably the best place to begin is to talk a little bit about All Stars, if that's okay with you. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm so glad you watched it. Thank you for checking it out. Yeah, it's uh, it's on it's on Amazon, which you know, right. God bless uh, having Amazon Prime in uh, a pandemic. You know, there's so much uh, out there. And but yeah, I, I'm I'm curious just to you know um, on your on your Twitter page you mentioned that you know it took you five years to get it to get it going. So I was just wondering if you could tell me a little bit about about the uh, inception of All Stars, absolutely. Are, are we on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're already on. <laughs> okay, good. Well, yeah, no, I'd be happy to. Um, that is true. It took uh, it took a little over five years to find the financing, and that I've learned, of course, is the hardest 
the hardest part about it is is actually securing the financing. Over those five years, I thought I had, um, I thought I had it several times, and then it would at the last minute evaporate or go up in smoke, and you just keep pushing. And I finally, uh, you know, I finally secured the financing, and and we uh, we went we went. You know, from there on, once once I had the fire, actually a little before I had the financing, we actually pulled the trigger because um, we were coming toward, I wanted to shoot it in uh, like May and June, really before June, because out here there's a thing called June gloom, which um, is a, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, overcast quality in the mornings and I had to shoot all this, uh, all stars, of course, is shot. It's about a, a, a little girl softball team. It's really about the, the, uh, the adults involved in youth sports, but it, it, it features a 10 and under little girl softball team. So we had to shoot everything outside basically out on the, the softball fields. And anyway, I wanted to shoot it before while the little, while the girls had, uh, a vacation. This is before they went back to school. And um, we had a, a, a window to shoot it. And we, I, I, I was relatively certain I had the financing, but not, it wasn't locked in yet. But we started actually meeting with heads of departments and, you know, we're starting to hire people uh, for the crew. And, uh, and then, you know, as soon as it locked in, then I started having uh, uh, casting meetings and bringing actors in, and we just went from there. And it's like, it's, it's as if a, a tr once, once you say that you're going to go, the train has left the station and you can't stop the train. Yeah. Uh, now you're, you're mentioning funding, and this is something that, I'm, you know, we don't necessarily have to. I can cut it out, but I'm kind of curious. What was like the the budget that that you went with for for All Stars? Well, it was uh, uh, you know a relatively small budget. It was under a million. Okay, under a million, and uh, you know, and, and, and there were a lot of moving parts. We had a lot of a lot of girls, uh, uh, you know, young girls on the team, and I was really more concerned that. The, the in casting that the girls know how to play softball than that they had any acting experience. None of them were actresses, mm -hmm. but they all were little softball players because I didn't have time to teach them softball. And what I wanted to do was just have them act naturally. And I, 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 had, I wanted to shoot it as if it were almost a reality show. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I had done some work in that area and I knew that once once you start shooting with with the 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 well the the talent, for instance, if the if the little girls would come up and talk to the crew, they wouldn't respond. And in a while, they're such little social creatures that um, after a while, if no one responds, they stop talking to them, and then they'll even forget they're there. And that's what I wanted. I wanted them to teach to to treat me as if I were their coach. When we're on the field, we are in uh, practice mode. And uh, that's the way we're going to do it. So that's kind of what happened. Uh, regarding casting, how did, I mean, how were you able to assemble just the, just pure insanity of like overwhelming talent that you had at your disposal? I mean, there, there's so many, 
so many faces, so many names and just such yeah. rich talent that you, that I'm just kind of curious how you were able to get everybody together. Yeah, it's a great cast. And I, I came, my background is Second City in Chicago. I came from Second City, which is an improvisational comedy theater. And I knew um, as when I was writing it, I actually had a number of actors in mind for the roles I was writing. Uh, for instance, Fred Willard, I always knew I wanted Fred in, in, the, in the movie. And I would talk to him. This is going back, you know, as I'm writing it and then trying to find the financing over a, several years, I would mention to Fred, I didn't want to, I didn't, you know, you're, you're, you're a little superstitious and you don't want to jinx anything. But I would say to Fred every now and then, now, Fred, listen, at some point I'm hoping to be shooting this movie and I really want you, I hope you're available. And he goes, well, <laughs> I'm available in 2013, but I'm, I'm all locked up for 2014. <laughs> and he would just it, it, it make me laugh. And I was just hoping he would be available. A number of other actors I knew from Second City. Mike Haggerty I knew from Second City. I wrote that role for him. Miriam Flynn I knew. Um, and then there were there were some from that I didn't know that had come from Second City after me. Molly Erdman, a number of others. And then there were there were those that I didn't know. Ileana Douglas, uh, Angela Kinsey. But I wanted everybody to have that skill set of an improvisational background because we would be improvising. Angela had been on the office for 10 years and she she knew this. This I shot it in a mockumentary style. So she knew this mockumentary style in her sleep. Mm -hmm. And she was fantastic. I'm trying to think who else uh, had that. Uh, Eliana, I don't know if she, if she had any improvisational background, but she was just so great. She came in and I think she lied to me. She told me when I met with her, or I, I actually, I, I think I Zoomed, or not Zoomed, uh, I had a conference call with her. And she swore to me that, yes, I play, I oh, I play softball all the time. <laughs> I, I, I have a huge background in softball. And when, when she got there, I'm pretty sure she'd never seen a softball before. But as actors do, they they uh, exaggerate. And she was fantastic. Mm -hmm. But uh, everybody I wanted – anyway, that's I knew a number of those people. Uh, John Goodman was a friend of mine from years and years ago. We had started out together in dinner theater. Mm -hmm. And uh, in a little dinner theater called uh, Lockamania Dinner Theater in Springboro, Ohio, when we were both just young actors, just didn't know what we were doing. And we stayed friends. And John, I call I, his role. He has a cameo in, in it. And but but in the script, I had written it for the biggest star I could find. Mm -hmm. That was what was in the script. The, the biggest movie star I could get. Right. And I and I didn't know. I, I call I actually sent him the script early on and said, John, I I, I hope you can do this. And he read the script and, and uh, emailed me back and said, Buddy, I think you got gold here. Unfortunately, I'm not available when I asked him if he could do it. 
Okay, so now we go, we're shooting now, and I don't have anybody for that role. And we're into like day four, and, and that role shoots on like day seven, I think, or eight. I'm, I'm just going, you know, I, we, I don't have anybody. I'm, we're trying to reach out to different people. And my phone, we're on the set shooting, and we're between takes, and I never even carried my phone, but I had it with me, and it vibrated in my pocket, and I pull it out, and it's John. And I just hit it, and I said, you know, John, I, I, I don't know why you're calling. I hope you're <laughs> calling to tell me you can do the movie. And he goes, well, listen, I'm going to be in L.A. I can do it on Saturday if you can do it. No, Friday. I can do it, shoot it Friday if you can do it. And now I have the his role boarded for or um, scheduled for Saturday. And we're on a very tight schedule. We don't have money to move things around. We have the locations locked in and it's very tight and I can't move anything. And I know I can't. And he goes, I can shoot a Friday, not Saturday. And I, I, I think for a second, I go, I know I can't do it. I'm thinking. And I go, okay, we'll do it. <laughs> and we moved it. And I really didn't have the ability to, but I was so thrilled to have him. And we did. We changed it to uh, get him in there. And he, you know, he was just a mensch and he was just great. Yeah. And then he, he just completely cuts you down. End of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he had fun doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, how long How long was the shooting process How you know, from uh, your first day to when you wrapped? We shot, uh, we had 16 days. Okay. We shot it in 16 days, and which is fast. So we, you know, we really were moving. And a lot of the stuff is uh, game stuff uh, or practice stuff. And it, it involved a lot of people. The parents, the, 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 the actors I cast as parents, again, I mentioned I wanted to shoot it in kind of a reality style. I told them all, when you're on the set, oh, oh, oh the other thing, Andrew, is I, I, I use multiple cameras all the time. Because we were improvising and I, you know, we had a script, but I, I told them always stay in character. And when you're with you're the girls, you act as if you're their parents and just deal with them. And I won't even, you won't even know necessarily if we're shooting you. I mean, I'm going to have people all over the place, cameras, and you may be being shot. So if, if there's something there that isn't scripted that I love and I can use, I'll use it. So just stay in character. And they did. Um, and so a lot of the stuff, you know, we would shoot uh, in the stands and I would actually be, you know, the, the, the script would be shooting things on the field with the girls running around, but I would also have cameras on the um, parents in the stands reacting. Mm -hmm. So if they would, they would say, you know, they, they, as long as they were, in character and staying as the character staying as the parents and commenting on what was going on. It was great stuff. Mm -hmm. And the, the real uh, challenge was kind of uh, the sound miking everyone so that then I would have be able to go back in later and pull individual lines out and use it if I wanted it. I'm, I'm curious because obviously the film was very much, you know, I'm, Tons of it, obviously, is improvised. So I'm kind of curious what the what the screenplay looks like when you're going to have so much like improvisational like acting. 
Well, I, I, you know, I, I love Christopher Guest's work and uh, I'm a huge fan of that. And I always wanted to know what that script looked like. And I got a copy of, excuse me, of Best in Show and a couple of the others. But Best in Show, I think, was like, I don't know, 14 or 15 pages. Mm. And it did not, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a line of dialogue in it. But if you read the script, it, it kind of descri- it describes the scene, the location, and the scene, and what's going to happen in the scene. And when you, you read the script, you read 15 pages, and then you watch the movie, and you swear you read that in the movie, right. I mean, in the script. And it's not there, really, but it's so clearly um, explained of what's going to happen in the scenes that you think, well, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's very apparent. Mm-hmm. So that's what I wanted to do now. I knew, though, I didn't have the luxury of that Christopher Guest had. I didn't have the, that budget or the time to shoot it that, that he would take. So I, I I wrote the script, and I had dialogue. I had all the dialogue written out also. But I would encourage them. I, I needed that in case, uh, through improvisation, we weren't getting exactly what I know I needed in the editing room. Then we would go back to the script, and I'd say, okay, here, Here's what we need. So let's just make sure let's get let's get a, a take of that too, mm-hmm. and then and then go crazy and do whatever you want to do. But it was really a hybrid. Um, but it's all there. I mean, I, I I wrote much more than than like you know the, the Christopher Guest stuff, mm-hmm. but, but his stuff is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, um, love love everything Christopher Guest does and you know, watching all stars out, you know, obviously you get, you get a sense of that vibe and everything, which yeah. it's right up my alley of my, my sense of humor. Just yeah, loved too. it. Uh, fantastic. Thanks. I do have a couple questions on uh, specifically a lot of this film obviously is about softball, but yeah. in many ways, this movie is really about kind of like overbearing parents in, in that, in that like hyper competitive uh, atmosphere. I'm just kind of curious what, what inspired you to uh, tell to tell the story? Was this something that you had any background in, or you're like, parents are crazy, and I would like to kind of do best in show meets fast pitch softball? Well, great question. Um, I mean, it's actually my life. My daughter started playing softball uh, when she was about eight, I think, and we went all the way through the um, rec league. Uh, and, and then she went into club ball and travel ball. And then she eventually got um, recruited for college. So I went with her. I was her coach all the way through rec ball and then kind of an assistant coach and a parent in the stands for travel ball and club ball. And then, you know, I always said when she goes to college, I'll come back and coach again it's kind of the story of the movie Mm -hmm. which is that's that's where it all came from now i had known every character in the movie i have known through my years of (laughs) sitting in the stands or coaching or or being that parent even and um i just you know i had a, a a front row seat to all of these characters some are are composites some are based more directly on individuals, but um, they're all real. 
That said, it's really, you're exactly right. It's not just about softball, though. It is about any youth sport or Mm -hmm. really any youth activity. It could be the chess team Mm -hmm. and the parent peeking through the door at the chess tournament going, don't touch the pawn, don't touch the You know, I mean, it's, it's just this this idea of the parent um, or the adult living vicariously through their child and probably trying to attain some level of a success they never could really reach themselves when they were playing that sport Mm -hmm. or that whatever that was. It's just the, the ridiculous behavior of youth sports parents. Yeah. Yeah, there. Were, so there were several things that I wanted to kind of uh, single out, but one of the parents I just had to single out was, and I, I, I can't remember the actor, but basically the the uh, the father that wasn't allowed to be anywhere near uh, the field. <laughs> Love that, yeah. just you know, watching everything through uh, binoculars. Your yes. character, Lance, but um, who was who? Uh, can you remind me which actor was that? Uh, that basically with the binoculars, just the really yeah. super aggressive dad that wasn't allowed to be anywhere near. Yes, it was um, Kyle Howard, hmm. and he's fantastic. Um, but I mean, so many, so many people. Obviously, you know, you have Sam Richardson, and you know, uh, Richard Kind. That that was yeah. awesome. See, uh, seeing that, but yeah, just well, no, Richard and and Richard. Well, and first, the, the Kyle Howard's character um, was based on a, a guy who uh, was constantly he he, he was really a good hearted parent. And he wanted, you know, he just could not control himself. And he was constantly getting thrown out of the stands and, you know, <laughs> and be sitting out in the parking lot. But he couldn't leave. He'd still be, you know, watching. And so that was, you know, an easy pull. The Richard Kine character is based on another dad who was just this stats dad in the stand. He had every stat down. He kept a book. There was a, a team book kept by one of the parents, but he would keep his own personal book. And it was by far more um, detailed than the team book was. And he could tell you for any girl, what, you know, what, which, how many strikes, how many balls, whether what the hit was, where the, where the ball went. And he was this, and, and Richard came in and just I thought he he made me laugh so hard. He, mm-hmm. he just killed it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could go on for days. I'm, I'm just on the IMDb just looking at everybody yeah, yeah. that's in this movie. And it's incredible. Well done. Absolutely well done. Oh, I mean, just a total, you. total home run. Um, you know, I was talking with with uh, with uh, Jen Jenica and yeah, and it was great. Oh, brilliant. She's she's just so wonderful. But I also want to talk about your character. Your character is, you know, the the, the star, and I I love him. Uh, and what is fantastic is that, you know, uh, this idea everybody's going to play. You know, I'm going to be a fair coach. Everybody's going to get yeah. a shot, and you live by that that uh, that mantra very very well. And then John Goodman comes. And it's kind of your own like a uh, personal downfall because your your character is an out of work actor, and it seems like you you do the right thing, but the the reasons were a little a little askew. That you you did the right thing, you you, you let her play, even though she hadn't really gone come to practice or really seemingly did anything well <laughs> on on the field. But 
it was the right thing to do to let her get her chance. And I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, it was just, it, it was just so yeah. wonderful how <laughs> the the climax to this movie and and, and how that all uh, that, that that all came to be. So um, I was just wondering if you could tell me a little bit about the the mindset, the headspace of your character. Sure. Um, yeah, I may end up ruining it. You said you wouldn't. I'll try not to myself. But um, the yes, this is a he's a kid guy who really wants to do the right thing, and he wants he wants the the philosophy of the of the league is every girl gets to play, and every girl. Uh, should have, you know, their opportunity to play whatever position they want. And he lives by that as long as he can. And But, uh, you know, it always, the competitive juices will start flowing when he's up against his nemesis coach, Billy, mm-hmm. and he can't help it. And but when push comes to shove, even though the, the rest of the parents are going, forget this kid, don't put her in put anybody else in except for her mom and her mom is going, no, she's got to play. She Oh, she missed a lot of practices. I know she had flute lessons, but you know, and, and I, I do try to do the right thing. I let her play. The message of this is really, there's no winning. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't win for losing. So he lets her play, and and, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I whether you know or not, mm-hmm. I had people come up after we did the festival circuit um, a lot uh, with this movie, and there were Q and A's afterwards, and I would get questions from the audience all the time about the ending, and they just go, you know. Did you always how 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 did you come you didn't go the other way with it? And I said, well, listen, I I, I was never going to go the other way. Mm-hmm. She was never going to hit the ball. <laughs> she can't hit the ball. And I you know we've seen too many bad news bears and too mm-hmm. many Disney sports movies where he closes his eyes and swings and it's a home run and he saves the day. We've seen it. Mm-hmm. Well, this is real. Yeah. And, and so then, you know, John Goodman plays the little girl's uncle and he comes up and just levels me. <laughs> and, you know, you son of a gun, how did you, why would you ever? And I, I, I can't win. I can't mm-hmm. win, mm-hmm. you know, and, but, but that's life. That's yeah. really life. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is life, but it's also, cinematically it's it's a better ending it's because this is a comedy and that's (laughs) the when she yeah i mean whatever uh at this point you know yeah uh, people 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 have had seven years granted it was my first time um (laughs) but uh maybe i'll I'll, I'll put a spoilers uh, even if you know it's fun to watch yeah but it's like for comedy it's wonderful you like oh my god maybe 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 and then no just three pitches right down the middle <laughs> it doesn't swing at a single one the man off her shoulder. <laughs> and then never, you you feel so bad for lance and everybody's <laughs> everybody's tearing into him and 
then then you have your moment with John Goodman and you're like, well, I mean, it's John Goodman. Maybe. No, he just <laughs> just pummels you. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's, that's it's, right. it's great. Because, as you said, John Goodman plays himself. Mm-hmm. He plays. He is John Goodman. And Lance plays an out of work actor who's hoping, oh, geez, maybe this will, you know, I can rub shoulders with John Goodman and mm-hmm. maybe that'll something will, you know, happen for me. And, and no. No. <laughs> um, I'm 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 totally paraphrasing. I like butchering this quote, but I think my favorite line was another scene when everybody is just like all up in your face, just just going to town, and then you've got that kind of that, that like that aside. And I, I, I uh, forgive me if I if I butcher it, but he's like, no, I it's yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like I want to coach a girls' softball team where like all the parents are dead. Right. It was something yeah. like along those lines. I'd like to coach a team of kids whose parents are all dead. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, every coach, I think, has probably had that impulse. <laughs> They've had that thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's that's all stars. Do you uh, would you mind chatting uh, with us no. for a couple more minutes? I'd love to, you know, uh, admittedly, part of the reason why I'm I'm able to even speak to you is, uh, you know, I did this uh, wonderful interview with, uh, with Jenica Bergera and it, it was great. And I, I recognized you and come see me from, you know, uh, from a franchise that I grew up very much in love with. And that was the, you know, the police Academy series. And, right. you know, you, you played Lieutenant Proctor, uh, the, uh, just one of the, the most lovable, uh forgive me dimwits you know that uh that that was that was on camera now i'm just kind of curious How dare you <laughs> sorry i'm sorry um i was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about about proctor and maybe a little bit about your experience uh, experience during during uh working on that franchise if you don't oh, yeah that was that was a you know a really fun time you know we we uh, my character proctor came in in, in police academy too mm-hmm. um so, you know, Police Academy 1 had been a big hit. And when I went in uh, and for, for Police Academy 2, it was exciting because, oh, geez, they're doing a sequel. And, you know, that, that you know, such a, a big deal and, and great. Let's, and then I got it and went, well, this is fantastic. No, I never thought there was going to be a three, a four, a five, a six after mm-hmm. that. Um, but what it, what it, what it allowed us to do was really get uh, close with each other. It, it was like, I used to say, well, it's kind of like going to camp every year. We do it. Uh, we do one a year and we'd all get together again. And there's all the campers and the counselors, <laughs> you know, the producers and the crew and stuff. A lot of them will be the same. And then uh, there might be a different director. Sometimes it was the same director. But it was really that that kind of feeling of – because we a lot of times we'd be on location. We'd, we shot a number of them up in Toronto. We shot one down in, in Miami. So it was that feeling of going away to camp. And, and it was really fun. It was it was a great time. That's great. Um, you, you know, like I like when you were saying um... – was kind of like going to camp. I was always always kind of wondering if, even though you and uh, G.W. Bailey weren't necessarily the the bad guys, you were kind of the antagonist. So I was wondering, yeah. like, like behind the scenes, if yeah, there was a, a fun camaraderie with um, like on both sides, you know, or G.W. and I. G.W. is 
one of my very best friends in the world. And uh, when we met, uh, let's see, that, that was Police Academy three, I think, um, or four. four. No, four. four. Yeah, Mouser was two four, and three. Art Matrano did uh, two and three. Mm-hmm. GW had done one, and then he could he wasn't available to do two and three. Art Matrano played Mauser, and then uh, GW came back in four, and he was Captain Harris, and they were kind of similar um, devices, uh, Mauser and Harris. But and and I played the um, the kind of the the assistant to both of them, mm-hmm. lieutenant. And uh, GW and I met. I never met GW on four. And, and our first day of shooting was the the scene where we were actually. The, the, the hot air balloon had come down into the river and we were being swept down the river in the gondola and uh, toward a waterfall about to go over the waterfall. Never met, never met the man. Uh, they drive me out in one car and him out in another car. They would get to the bank of the, this raging river. Hi, uh, this is GW Bailey. This is Lance Kinsey. We shake hands. Hi, how are you? They throw us in the river and we're hanging onto this gondola, racing down these rapids. And that brings you close quickly. <laughs> and we bonded and uh, we've been great friends ever since. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, the the entire franchise was great. But yeah, I I don't know. There, Obviously, you're you're, you're tracking. Steve Gutenberg and the rest of that side, but yeah. I've always been such a fan of of like antagonists that I think you and GW were always like my favorite part, just to see what hijinks and what bad things would essentially happen to you. Yeah. And I was just wondering, like, if there were any any favorite pranks that uh, that either your character on screen or you that if you remember anything that that sticks with, like, oh, that was that was fun. I, whether it was like, um, what is something that comes to mind? The, the national anthem bit, uh, yeah. or, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, actually you had, you had a lot of like physical comedy. Is that something that you, that, that you had a lot of background in like second city doing some? Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, I, I, I love physical comedy and, um, had done a lot of it. Um, and I think, you know, th- there is a lot of physical comedy in, in, all the police academies. And I think that's one reason they were so successful worldwide because they really were, were big overseas as well. And it went because a lot of the, the comedy isn't as dependent on language necessarily mm-hmm. when you have physical comedy. I mean, anybody can understand that in any language. So yes, I, I love that stuff. The, uh, uh, the scene I'm talking about going over the falls, that was really fun. But the one you're talking about um, at the football game in Miami, uh, we we shot it down in Miami anyway. Uh, The football game where I'm in a porta potty and they lift the porta potty up and I'm in the middle of a football stadium. That was, uh, we shot that down at the Orange Bowl in Miami. And I remember um, Stanford was playing. I can't remember who they were playing. I only remember it was Stanford because at halftime, their band just came out on the field and ran willy-nilly, which they all... (laughs) 
we were on a, a tight deadline because we had to shoot it before the game started. We only had one shot at it because it, it was a nationally televised game and we had to be get on and off the field. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be my biggest audience. You know, there are 80,000 people in the stadium. And I'm thinking, geez, this, they're going to, their comedy, this is going to be just right down the pipe. Well, they lift it up, and there's 80,000 people waiting for the football game to start. And they see this guy out on the field, you know, in, in a porta potty, and they start yelling, Get off the field! I'm like, What, get on, what are you doing down there? And I, I'm going, well, this isn't this isn't exactly what I had planned. Um, but we got it very quickly and uh, it was an experience. He had, they had they were shooting it from every angle because again we you know we couldn't reset. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Um, that's yeah. uh, the because I'm pretty sure that was that was for Citizens on Patrol, which yeah. that was that was the first police academy film that I had seen and then I went back and you know watched the first three and subsequently the fifth and sixth. But yeah, the, because at that time when that movie would have came out, I would have been eight, nine years old. Uh, and I was big into like skateboarding at that time. And the, Oh my gosh. And uh, yeah, you, we had some of the best skateboarders in the yeah. world at that time. Yeah. Tony Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. You had all sorts of, uh, it was, yeah, that, that, that just blew my mind. And uh, so, yeah, that was my introduction to, uh, to, to Proctor and uh, the rest of the gang. And uh, yeah, they were, it was a blast to do. I'm trying to think, uh, I mean, you know, Bobcat was always so much fun. Uh, you know, Bobcat was a prankster anyway. I mean, forget the script. He would, he would <laughs> prank Gutenberg and, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of that going on on mm -hmm. the set. But, yeah, uh, you know, it, it was just it was a great group. Great. Michael Winslow, I can remember eating lunch with Michael Winslow, and he would be, you know, uh, he, he made the sound effects, of course, mm -hmm. and he'd be going with a salt shake. I'd be going, Michael, just eat, just eat lunch. <laughs> or he'd be, I, I remember one time I caught him in the, uh, I was going upstairs and he was in a stairwell, like facing the wall of the stairwell, doing like just a helicopter noise. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, boy, he, this guy, he never turns it off. And he, but he, he had it, he, he was phenomenal with what he did. Mm hmm. Yeah, all of you guys. Uh, but yeah, loved love that entire that entire yeah that entire uh, franchise. It was just so much fun. And yeah, so I really don't have a ton more other than what's next for the Lance Kinsey. Well, I have a script that I I want to direct, um, but again, Andrew, it's all about the finance, right? And it's just trying to find, you know, lock that in. Mm -hmm. But um, until then, you know, it's been everything has been crazy with the pandemic. Now that hopefully that is, you know, loosening up. So, you know, we'll see what's next. I don't really know, but um, I'm writing a couple of other things. Also, I've had people say, you know, hey, you got where's All Stars 2? I don't think there's going to be an All Stars 2. I mean, I, I just... I, I, 
I loved what we did. And I hope people, you know, who see your podcast, though, who haven't seen the movie will go out and enjoy it. It's great. It's uh, I mean, it's really fun. And again, it's not just about softball. It's about any activity. If you've got kids, you're going to understand it. If you were a kid, you're going to understand it. Yeah, uh, All Stars is a real, uh, real treat. I'm, I'm glad, honestly, that you're probably not going to do an All Stars too, because it, it, it's just a perfect entity in the way that it ends. It's perfect, and not to uh, make any comparisons, but you know, there, there's no sequel to Best in Show. There's just other, other films right. where they can do improvisational acting and tell a different, really funny story. And that's right. And yeah, so. Yeah, don't do a sequel to All Stars. Just, uh, but you know, uh, what what is the hardest part of of funding? Well, obviously, the the getting the funds itself is probably the the hardest part. But when you're when you're making a movie, where where do you feel? Where does the the bulk of the the funding need to go? Is it on talent? Is it on the crew? The technical aspect? Where when you're when you're building All Stars, what you know? Where where is the money going? I think it went to lunches. Lunches. <laughs> it, seemed to, it seemed like everybody was always eating. <laughs> no, I mean it's uh, it go. It, you have a, you make a budget at the beginning, and you know it's 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 divided up into where you are going to need it, and then when when things change and things always do, things can will have to slide around a little bit, but. Uh, it's uh, it's it's you know it's a, a complicated kind of uh, kind of thing to, mm-hmm. to work work the budget out. But yeah, no, I I seem to think a lot of catering. A lot <laughs> of it went to catering. That's that's really all I've got. Unless there's anything else you want to kind of chat about, but this has it's been, been a pleasure. It's I'm been an so absolute pleasure. I, I'm so glad you reached out. I, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I look forward to seeing your other podcasts. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I, it, it, it's, it's very, very surreal, you know, uh, being able to, this, this has been fun. You know, I'm, I'm now branching out and trying to reach out to people whose work I admire and appreciate, but now well, I was going to say, how did you get into it? I mean, you just, you're a fan of films. Yeah. So, uh, to give a little, uh, backstory. So it, it yeah, it, I'm a, I'm a fan. It's a passion of mine. I went to grad school. It was something, uh, for dramatic writing. I'm, um, I'm at this point, I'm an amateur screenwriter, but went to Carnegie Mellon for, uh, to pursue screenwriting. Oh. And yeah. it just, it's always been, just a yeah just a love of film and television has just always been a passion of mine and i've got a a three-year-old daughter and it's a little bit tougher these days to really lock in alone time to to write where i can get in that headspace and really focus on that but i'm like i i still i need that that kind of creative outlet and then with the pandemic spending a lot more time at home but still have the uh the, the the child everywhere it's like well i don't know uh, I've appeared on a friend's podcast. Maybe let me, let me start one up of my own. And that's just kind of the, the, oh, great. yeah, the, the original idea was I, I, you know, I'm, I'm stuck at home during this pandemic. I know what I already like on TV. I want to know what other people like. So let me reach out to friends and see what they're watching. And that's where it started. But I'm, I'm like, I want to, I want to do more. I'm, maybe I should try to reach out to people that I don't know. 
let me reach out to the people that I watched on TV and, and, and movies that I love and see, hey, maybe doesn't hurt to ask. See if they want to talk about something that they that they worked on or find out what they're doing. What what are they watching in this pandemic? So are you do you do you watch anything? Are you a fan of film, television? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you know, a couple of the things everybody's probably seen them already, but um, I just saw uh, um, the trial of the Chicago seven. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just watched, um, I like you a lot. No, what is it? Oh, I, I care, care a lot. lot. Yeah. I care a lot. Mm-hmm. And that was, that's, you know, that's pretty great too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, and Oh, and I just, last night I just started watching the Queen's Gambit. Which Still initially I thought was, oh, geez, this is another movie about the royalty. And then I realized, oh, no, it's chess they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, so I'm just getting into that. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I haven't I haven't started that one yet. I don't, I don't know why. It, because I when I first heard about it and then people started talking like, oh, yeah, I got to get on this. But I just haven't haven't gotten around to that. So I'm going to I'm going to put that on the list. Uh, yeah. Chicago seven was so good. Anything Aaron Sorkin oh. touches is just ah, it's that. as a writer. It, it's just it's it's a joy, but also punishment because it's like he's he's so good. I I I, I quit. I just give up. I know. You know? It I just, know. What's the point? Yep. Mm-hmm. But love that. And then I care a lot. Rosamund Pike. Just just so good. Yeah. But. Yeah, Lance, it's been a it's been an honor, and and thank you very much oh, for taking great. the time out and uh, and chatting with me today. Thank you, Andrew, and get ready for your little girl to pick up a softball bat in the next few years. You're going to know every one of the characters too. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Thanks, man. All right, you have a good one. All right, you too. All right. Bye bye now. Bye.